This is Sean Judah, and when I'm not out here slanging tongue, I'm listening to the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by. Welcome to hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the podcast about social issues, politics, movie news, and Keanu Reeves. I'm Vic, and he's Ken. We release episodes bi-weekly, one focusing on current events, both politically, socially, and in movie news, and we'll drop one movie review as well. Remember to follow us on all your social media platforms and and take a take a bookmark. Yeah, we have plenty of cool swag. Visit us at allpodcastmatter.com. Two up, two down. This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by badmagics.com. Badmagics.com, more than just an online journal or a clothing line, Badmagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. Badmagics.com, shout out to the magic man. Badmagics.com, defenders of the true school. What it is and what it do, this is Lawrence G, your hip-hop uncle. You are listening to the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. So let me put you up to speed on what's going on. Just in case you're jumping right back into the swing of things or you haven't heard the show before. What we're doing right now is we're in the middle of a four-part series called The Greatest of All Times. And we're breaking down the greatest artist of all times according to decade. So if you haven't heard it, go back and check out episode 37. That's the goats of the 80s. And check out episode 38. That's the goats of the 90s. And this episode was supposed to be goats of the 2000s but the homeboy jonathan crane uh didn't make it for the goats of the 90s episode and he had a couple things to say about it so those two episodes if you haven't had a chance and if you had just jump into this one and as always don't forget we're on apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud and stitcher radio What it is and what it do, this is your hip-hop uncle, Lawrence G. I'm your boy, Joey Burnham. And this is the Grown-Ass grown Man, man hip-hop, hip-hop Show, where we talk about love, life, hip-hop, and grown man shit. And everything in between. Everything in between. <laughs> Fellas, once again, we back at y'all. What it do? I got the boys, the men, the crew in the building. Mm-hmm. boys, the men. That was the one and only Jonathan Crane. I got Joey Burnham. That nigga, and that nigga Fred Frio. Look like Dwayne Wade. Wade. Motherfucking Fred looks like fucking Panthro. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, Whoa, and, I like and, that. And you look like just a Quest Love looking ass nigga. Yeah, you do look that's, like That's like kind of easy, like though, man. That's just a dude with a fruit. That's what just a, dope. a dude with a fruit. With a fruit. You can a dude no with a fruit. With a roll, goddammit. And I look like Boris known Every every light skinned dude. Every light skinned nigga since the That's 80s. that's what a chick told me. I said I said I look like Boris uh Kojo. That's been said. You look like Boris Nona. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. What'd you say in response? I wanted to say I didn't say shit. I just said ha 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 <laughs> I wanted to say bitch I kill your ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, man. Um, my bro, well, we got a couple things going on. Uh, first of all, we got a little bit of news shenanigans. Uh, a lot this week, man. I just really didn't give a fuck about the news. Uh, no, Kevin, I thought you were gonna talk about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin, I, I've just I've just run through my views right quick and pass it off. Kevin Hart was a cheater, is a cheater, and probably will be a cheater. And what he needs to do is do like Russell Simmons and just get him a bunch of model bitches and just engage their ass for about five or six months, and then break up with them and get engaged every year. Yes, one that's what he should do. He got a lot of money; he can do that shit. One big room full of fly bitches, but but. Here's the thing that always kills me about all of these Hollywood types, right? Why in the hell are you trying to have a civilian life in the Hollywood world? I mean, do you not know it's hard enough to have a civilian life in a civilian life? Word. But now you're telling me that you're going to have time to to deal with the emotions and the everyday stresses of a relationship. And you got all this money and you got all this access. I mean, Chris Rock famously said that a person is about as faithful as their options. Yep. And their time limit that's what put on it. And he's put these people put on a lot of pressure. You take you even take all that shit away. Take all that shit away. And that and, and was he there every day building with his wife? Or is he on the road trying to get that money? And they're all enjoying it. Uh on the road trying to get that money and they're all enjoying it. So the it, the sleaze know? bag shit about the whole situation is his wife is pregnant. And see, that's yeah, that's but that's then again, but that, that the sleeves back that shit, and the fact that I mean, he supposedly she was the woman that he cheated on his wife with. And see, that, so in my look, my, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, you got what you deserve because that's kind of what always happens. But the first, actually, didn't they say that the first female, okay, the woman that he's currently married to was who she. She was like the side chick at one point, and she right. became the wife. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, <laughs> okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, now what the fuck he's about to, he's gonna marry he's gonna marry this chick, right? If they cheat with you, they'll cheat on you. Well, well I think Jimmy Wine that. said it best. What the hell is different if you cheated on you? Do it to me. Mm-hmm. I do it that's to right. you. Yeah, that was one of my favorite songs by Jimmy Wine. Yeah, that's fucking right. Jimmy Wine. In those jeans. What I had to realize a long time ago, which, you know, I want to be in a relationship. I got to internalize shit. You know how I got to do shit in my little self-centered way. But anyway, um, what I had to realize for myself, which my situation is way different than his because I ain't balling and got all the access to women like him. I um, had to realize that it's just easier to be single and slang dick than it is to be in a relationship and slang a lot of dick. Just from a logical standpoint, motherfuckers want to have that cake and eat it, too. And that's that's not right on someone's dime, but it's understandable from a logical standpoint. It's, it's easy to understand that, OK, I want to be in love with my wife, but the void that she's creating or maybe not creating, maybe it's just a sex addict. I'm going to go out and get pussy somewhere else. So I can understand wanting to have your cake and eat it, too, which that's a dumbass term. Because what the fuck else do you do? What with the cake? fuck else you going to do with cake? If I bake the motherfucker, I want to eat I'm some of it. Exactly. I'm just going to hold on to this cake and just look at that bitch. <laughs> exactly. You know? But uh, but, and, but my my bottom my bottom point is this: if you want to fuck all the hoes in the world, just be single. you just need to be unattached. And see, that's that's my thing. My thing is is that's simply it. Because like when you're ready to do some growth and and have something else, and you just tired of that shit, you know, tired of because they they scheming on you. All them hoes out there, they scheming on you too. You gotta understand that. So you ain't protecting your wealth and shit that way. You know what I mean? And so, basically, you got to understand, when you're in a position of Kevin Hart, you now the damn hunted. You're not the hunter. You're the damn hunted. I'm the hunter. Right? Like, yeah, that shout out to Pharrell for one of the most uh, 
suspect songs in the history of music. Uh, is it worse than the Rick Ross line? Uh, close. Close. You yeah, gotta it go it can't go be worse than Yo, Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I ain't got no, I ain't got no underwear. I ain't got no drawers on. With what no, up, Jay Z? With no drawers on. Exactly. What up, Jay Z? Yeah, he's jumping out the Bugatti. That's that's, that's a that's a young okay. Rick Ross in that game. But yeah, but but that, that's the thing. I, I think that a lot of these guys they get caught up like that. They keep trying to, you know, do both things. The guys who are successful in these Hollywood relationships, they either got something worked out with their wife on that level, or. They just pretty much got it figured out how they... And that's the price you pay, for real. Exactly. That's the price you pay. You already know if you want to stay living in this big-ass house and you want to have these jewels and this lifestyle, you're probably going to have to accept the fact that uh, some pot, some side pussy is going to pop up every now and then. My point is, once you get to a certain point and you're rich, it's like, okay, like... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from broke nigga mind state. I'm like, at some point, you got to stop that shit because now I'm just trying to protect what I earned. Yeah, but if you got an arrangement, the shit ain't finna go no nowhere any damn way. I guess it kind of all works out. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, it, it, it is what it is because people always say that uh, Will and what you call it have some uh, like an open marriage or something, and they always put all this other stuff out there on them. But, Holla at me, Jada. I look just like Tupac. You know, see, uh, but you know they are. Yeah, you know. now you do. You look like Tupac in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga look like Tupac's corpse. <laughs> Tired of these shots. I'm tired of these shots. Cue ball head ass well, nigga. Fred got on them goddamn some Crocs with some ankle socks, looking like a registered nurse in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga say he look like a registered nurse. Nigga look for his goddamn keys for five hours in them goddamn cargo shorts. All them fucking pockets, goddamn. <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's right. Cause I wear Vans, <laughs> like a true suburban Negro. That nigga Fred wears skateboard gear. He can't skateboard. <laughs> that, actually, I can though. <laughs> I was, even I was worse. I was the black man listening to Black. I Sabbath. wish I could do that shit. Um, but enough of the Joy Burnham fuck. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on. I love being an asshole. I love being an asshole. My but what question. About, what about um? You got something to say about that topic? Yeah, I just wanted to say. So is it easier, or? More difficult being a celebrity trying to have a monogamous relationship. I would say it's harder. That's what I would I say, say it's that's harder. That's what I was saying. Because you got, I, was, I mean, no, you got, I, I you got, you got all kind of panties coming at you. You got all kind of situations coming at you. A rock and roll star actually said that. Have, can you imagine having the most beautiful women in the world coming at you all the time with a bag full of drugs, saying, "Let's get it. Let's feel as good and let's get as high as we ever can get." You know what I'm saying? And you got to constantly say no. So you got. It's like you're constantly a kid in a candy store. And then you're away from home, but you get that isolation. Like the the relationships that work, even in a civilian life, people have to kind of build a bond and build an operation of when they're gonna connect, how they moving, get on the same page, all this other shit. And that's 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 what constant that's what constant contact. So you gotta imagine if I'm gone all the time, and then somebody else trying to build this bond with me. Well, hell, you know. Once you get some money, I'm telling you right now, if you're a brother with good credit, man, you can't even make it through Atlanta as it is. Okay, well, let me break this down I'm gonna to you. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to give you three scenarios that I've heard and recently. After your, scenario, after your scenarios, I want to ask you something. All right, I, I, I'm going to give you three scenarios that I've heard from th- three different artists that they say works for them. Number one, LL Cool J brings his wife on the road with him all the time. Yep. He said that he did that after getting in so much shit that he realized bringing your wife on the road cuts down on bullshit. Duh. Nori does the same thing. Yeah. 
Uh, a different scenario was Killer Mike brings his wife on the road, and they have threesomes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him nah, and his Killer, wife Killer, get down. Killer Mike get raw down. That that's my dude. Shout out to Killer Mike because that's my dude. That dude be setting it out. That dude is for real. He so, is a real ass. I mean, his, him and his wife go to the strip club, have yeah. threesomes, pick women, and do all that kind of. You're stuff. You're not gonna take about five minutes to talk about LP. Come on, man. Yeah, that's your I boy will, right there. Yes, I, I will have to say LP is one of my favorite producers of all time. Yeah. So shout out. So I mean, at some point, I guess you got to make that decision and say, okay, I can go out here and I can run through all these bitches, or you can have a Killer Mike situation and say, we gonna run through all these bitches that way it ain't cheating. It's just a good time. Or you can just bring your wife on the road and you can just be mature and just say, I, 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 I fucked up enough in my relationship. You always talk about Me this. personally, I think at this point in my life, not that I'm going to fuck up. I'd rather have my, if I can afford it, I think I'd rather have my wife and kids on the road with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's an experience that I can give to my family and it keeps me out of shit. Because at this point in my life, I'm thinking about the money. You ain't finna come between me and my damn check. Especially if I'm making Kevin Hart money. No, you ain't finna get half. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that you uh, you talked about picking someone who, who is really built for you. Yep. And that's the key. You know, Killer Mike picks someone who is built for his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. She's involved in it. She's a freak just like he is. So if you try to pick these chicks who like are picket fence type women... They're going to want a picket fence life. Right, right, And right. so you need to pick a, a chick who's already, like, she's prepared to do what is necessary, like Killer Mike's wife. So that's that's really what it is. At the end of the day, it seems like you don't need to be out here breaking people's hearts. Either your wife needs to be cool with it or you don't need to have a significant other. But at whatever, no matter what you do, you don't need to be a heartbreaker. Yep. You All I know is I'm bringing my wife and I'm getting a vasectomy. I know this though. Well, <laughs> this this is what I wonder, and I pretty much know the answer. For for me as an individual, if I'm in a relationship, I'm not gonna cheat because I make it simple. If I want to fuck a lot of women, I don't get in a relationship. If if I want to be monogamous, I find me one girl to roll with. I don't blur the lines between the two. Um, as sleazy as I can be, that's one thing I don't do is cheat. With that being said, so would y'all say the average man is Faithful because he has less options. I, I I don't think it's it's easy to say that on the average man because there's a lot of people that's like you, like I'm like you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you got a lot of dudes that's like you, and then you got. I, a lot I don't of, mind being a whore. I just so, will be a whore on my dime. On your dime, right? Like, right. If, like, exactly. But if, if I'm, I'm in if, a relationship, if I'm, if I'm range, then I'm keeping it to myself. Things get then though. I, I won't be. I, I I can't get on Professor Nass's level. Yes. Like I have a breaking point. Yeah, but it's called STD. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know I'm with you like on that. And then you got like some some people they just ain't monogamy types. They can't get in that world. Whereas some people and that's cool. Like it's and you need to recognize like that shit. Exactly. It's a whole lot of people it. that yeah. are not monogamy people forcing themselves into a monogamous exactly. relationship. Exactly. They playing those games and they just need to go and let it go. It's your boy Fred Freeze, and when I'm not watching Shaft and clocking math. I'm listening to the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. What it is and what it do. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. This is your boy, Lawrence G, back in here with the crew. Fred Frio, Joey Burnham, Jonathan Crane. Jonathan Crane, uh, you had some discrepancies with the last list. You weren't here. 
No. No. So let me go ahead and get into it. And everything went to hell. <laughs> everything went to hell in perdition. Okay, so let me go ahead and break it down like this. If you have not listened, if this is your first time hearing the show, you have only listened thus far. What we're doing is a four-part series on the goats of hip-hop, breaking the top ten MCs down by decade. We started with the 80s. Then we moved on to the 90s, and this week will be the 2000s. So if you haven't heard any of the episodes thus far, go back and check them out. Uh, We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Anyway, so, Jonathan Crane, what's the issue? Okay, your number 10 was Lauren Hill. That's one of my big points of uh, contention or whatever with, uh, with the last list. I felt like if you were going to pick a female MC for the 90s, it should have been Queen Latifah. Um, Lauren Hill is a better lyricist than Queen Latifah is. But I feel like Queen Latifah is the, the quintessential 90s rapper. And he mentioned earlier, you've been mentioning that this is not necessarily for the heads. I feel like Lauren Hill belongs on a head list then more than she belongs on a on a list about um just more mainstream artists that that were big in the 90s and and i'm just saying that um i'm also saying that i don't believe that the body of work kind of matches up with queen latifah in in the amount when you really listen to the miseducation of lauren lauren hill it's one album she's had for 20 years and how much does she really even rap on that cd that How was much kind of my argument. That was my kind of my argument last it's week. Not, it's not enough, and I'm not it's including the, fact the that score. She was R&B. I actually said that before we went on the before when we were putting the list together. Before I'm going we went to live give you the, the opportunity show. to respond. My I friend. did say that we could kind of put her off just because she was more R&B than she was hip hop, and that, we could replace her with great, somebody else. Great but songs. I got outvoted. Great song. It's funny how money changes situation. That that, uh-huh. that was great. That was amazing. There are certain like. I know that lyrically, I don't think that Queen Latifah could match her, but her body of work is just not. Yes, she inspired a lot of people. Yes, it's. But this is about okay, '90s rappers. I'm like, as a solo artist, as a solo artist. Now, if I take a group, like for example, we didn't put in Chuck D in the '80s because I'm a I'm a terrible motherfucker. I'm gonna go back. You hurt me. I'm gonna hurt you. You didn't put in uh, Chuck D. I beg for Chuck D. But it was a group. It was a group situation. So I can't count any of her shit from the score. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, I'm because it's like, well, I want to put in DMC. Well, well let's DMC. remember what the criteria was. The criteria okay. for all of these lists. It's funny how money changes it. Is lyrics and impact. Lyrics and impact. Lyrics and impact. So and, and, and to kind of just take that all in, that, that kind of clears it all up. Because when you look at it, Queen Latifah, even though she had a lot of albums, when you look at how many girls carried her forward or how many listeners carried Queen Latifah forward, she became known more for her acting. She became known more for a lot of other things she had going on than her rapping. And what happened with Lauryn Hill, Lauryn Hill became almost like the Bruce Lee of the female artists. You know, she only got that one album out because she had her breakdown and everything. And it wasn't. It she wasn't, also did a sister act movie too. Yes, she did a sister. Act I movie. took points off for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she, you know, and, but the only thing is, uh, when you look at that, and even though it wasn't like I'm gonna just rap this whole rapidy rap rap album, 
that was an era when we were going toward the sing-songiness with rap. You know, you got to think about it. So the melody, hip-hop was taking on many different facets, and she showed versatility that she could do both. And she was not only, like, we ain't got to count the score, but fuck, man, she basically was Lauryn Hill and these two other niggas that showed up. Let's be real. No, I agree like, with like, so I, let's. So the score is I basically, that, it's, the basically score. it's basically Lauryn Hill. Proz is just there so she don't have to write an extra verse. <laughs> I ain't even lie. I mean, let's, be Pro, a, let's keep it 100. Proz was, uh, uh, she didn't want to write that it, extra gar- verse. Garbage juice? Yes. Like garbage she, juice. He, he signed juice. the BFI. I gave I gave Wyclef credit because Wyclef was at least a producer and, <laughs> and he, he produced exactly. the music and everything. And like he's that. the reason why the Fuji's ain't but together now. I don't think that there was Use a Lauren Hill song that made the sort of impact that UNITY and all the type of stuff that that Queen Latifah made. Like those are songs, man. That were but just like no, but shit. see, there were girls the that lame, were so in, like lame. so influenced by Queen Latifah at that time man. that I was just like, holy shit! Like if there is gonna be a female MC. You know, I would, I would, no, I could have knocked off. But, but I'm going. No, I got to go and say. At the end of the day, when you move forward to these girls today, these girls today, if you start telling them to name, like, what is their influence? Like, what came out of the '90s? Because that's what's the thing is who who became part of the blueprint and move rap along. And and that's the, and that's a layman. You got to think about it now. The layman, the casual listener to the casual listener, Lauren Hill is that person. Now to the heads, we know that we know Queen we can Latifah. name more than, exactly. to the heads. We can name more than Queen Latifah, exactly. Lauren Hale, and MC Light. They're exactly. a bunch to the we heads. Exactly, we yeah, can I understand that. More exactly, women, and we and we listen pioneering more pioneering women, that and we actually... listen more closely because I'm telling people just like when we when we get into this Red Quan thing, I'm down here in the south, so I can actually tell you, yeah, it's all good and everything. But if you look through people's CD collection, I got a lot of hip hop. I don't got no damn Latifah album. That's fair, not but it, not in my collection. I have that's, one, and I, I have um, Nairn. I have one I think that, that, is, that I feel is her I think that between the two artists, if you're going to choose a female MC, that wouldn't have been the female MC for the 90s that I would have picked just based on the material. Because, like I said, her body of work just isn't enough. Give me body. Listen to well, the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Well, Brandon, There's no question that... As we move on to your Raekwon argument, that's there, what you get for missing work. There is no, <laughs> there is no question, <laughs> I'm saying. That she was the doper lyricist. Did you bring a doctor's excuse? I did bring a doctor. It's called fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna tell you, Queen Latifah did do come but, uh, to my house, give me body. Yeah, and Queen Latifah can sing too. Yeah, she not was, not like Lauren Hill. Not like Lauren Hill, yeah. but she can also sing. Yeah, and she did do set it off. I'm still scared of her. What well, uh, she got on the list for the movies? She's on set it off. Yeah, she my on concerns, the list. My concerns about the list were. We went with the criteria of impact and lyrics, and I felt like our 80s top 10 list was not the same as the 90s top 10 list. I felt like we went more for the household name in the 90s list than we did the 80s list. I named people like, I named people like Queen Latifah, who else did I name that didn't make and Ray Ray Ghost Raekwon? I, I named people like that, and they didn't name the list. They didn't make the list. Well, I take on the Raekwon thing. Um, I think that, and it, I and I think they should. Um, when it comes down to it, the way that Lawrence G, Fred Freeze, and I, Joey Burnham, put that list together, it came down to impact and lyrics, and. I think everybody in this room can agree if we're using that 
criteria. Everybody in this room can agree that Lauren Hill had more of an impact and better lyrics than Queen Latifah. Maybe not hands down, maybe not unanimous decision, but there were more people influenced by the miseducation of Lauren Hill than anything in Queen Latifah's career musically. And lyrically, yeah, she's better. I'm sorry. She's I'm better listen, lyrically. Listen, she's listen. better lyrically. Now listen, I'm not saying I've you're said wrong. She's better lyrically. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're wrong. What I'm saying is, if we're going, you're by, wrong, nigga, you're wrong. And, but he's not wrong though, because listen, no, nah, he ain't wrong. And Fred just, said it. Fred said it. If we go by the the criteria that we established for that '90s list, then everybody that we named on that list should be there. But if we tweak the the criteria to include more head hip hop, more heady hip hop than impact, then that's how you get Queen Latifah. So our list was. I put Queen Latifah on the heady this list is probably, more. This is the most. I mean, is, Lauren Hill on the Queen on that more because she was more of a lyricist. When you listen to like the uh, she did do another CD kind of. Remember the live, the unplugged. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When she was like, when she was just being a super dope lyricist and everything like that. But I mean, look, I can't change your mind with that. But you can't I change just, the list. The shit's out now. No, it's out. It's it's see, out. Unfortunately, and th- this is my but, thing, though. This yeah. is my thing, and I and I think, and I guess I'm trying to convince you of something. And I don't need to push my beliefs on you. No, it's fine, man. Push them. You be that. You be that Jehovah's Witness. Push but it. when it comes to push it. When it comes to impact. When it comes no to no offense to the Jehovah's Witnesses and that listen, we we both we love Queen Latifah. Just don't knock on my door. We love Lauren Hill. I love them both. I wanted Queen Latifah more than Lauren Hill, but I had to ask myself: Lauren Hill, Queen Latifah, who knows who is more known in in the household for hip for, for music for hip hop for music. Queen Latifah has in this generation is is known for. Movies, movies and acting and yeah. acting and having a TV in the nineties. Nobody can really from this generation. I would put them in the same place right going. now because Lauren Hill hasn't. They have She hasn't well, done no, any let, music I'm, at all. Okay, well, you got to think about this these lists going forward as we go forward into the two thousands. No, hold on, as we go forward into the two thousands, now we're touching on the we're touching on the, this current generation of artists who are kids and come across Lauren Hill. As an artist and see Queen Latifah in movies, and they can't relate to Queen Latifah because Queen Latifah ain't rapped in t- almost twenty years now. And 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 let me just go ahead and say the the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, the impact of that album, and the score itself, those two things. Even though I know, but no, because like I said, it's it's, it's Lauryn and two guys. But at the end of the day. It's Lauren and them other niggas. Yeah, yeah, them dudes. I mean, they, they they said it themselves. Guys should stop rapping. Girls should go solo. But what I'm trying to say is, you had a you had like I, okay, I'm gonna go deep head with you. There's this group that was named Cannibal Ox, right? Oh shit, you so that's got going in the deep. goddamn that's Cannibal going deep, Ox, right? All right. So their opening album was so seminal. It was so heavy. They had a bunch of other issues behind the scene, but they. They were in a position where they almost couldn't overdo. They were in that position where they put a mark on the shelf that was so high for them that they were going to have to hit it. And they made everybody wait all these years, but everybody was still buzzing off the damn Cold Vein, their first album. That's what Lauryn Hill's 
the miseducation of Lauren Hill is. It's to the point where me as I an felt like producer, I felt like the whole ladies first thing probably had more of an nah, impact bro. in the early. No, nah. it had an impact in the nineties, but didn't have an impact. Like, I, I, feel like, I feel like we're okay. It didn't. It didn't carry. My that, personal, like, that ladies okay, first shit example, was corny. My my, my per, yeah, it was okay, man. But, it was, but that my, shit was corny, pers- bro. That's, that's like, that was a my really personal opinion. Song. Listen, if you feel my nineties list is different. My 90s list is much different from this actual 90s list if I do what you're talking about, which is do the head thing and just be like, okay, man, who's the dopest lyricist and yada, yada, yada. Obviously, that's the case. And uh, Queen Latifah wouldn't be on the list. Like certain people wouldn't be on the list. And that's okay because it's just a completely different thing. But uh, just gauging everything like the impact. She did have songs that charted and did very well and everything like that. Not like Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. She got that once in a lifetime album. I mean, really Lauryn Hill hit with that once in a lifetime album that defines, because I'm telling you as a person who's worked with young women in music and actually done different stuff. This is who they, yes, this is who they come back to. And I'm talking about not just that group. I'm talking just across the state. Like that is, you know, Another, I'll, I'll give you another example. When people say jazz, when people say I listen to jazz music, they usually ain't got about four people that they mention. They're going to say Miles Davis, Cold you know Train. what I'm saying? Train, Duke Ellington. You know what I'm saying? They may say Ella Fitzgerald or somebody like that. Well, but need some more. You know, the Thelonious Monk. And Thelonious Monk, right. But see what I'm saying? But they ain't going to mention anything. They're not going to go down the list. They're not going to go into Sun Ra's and the Cannonball Alleys and stuff. So basically, if you throw out something to somebody and say, man, I like this, or I, I want to prove that I'm thorough in music, you know who they pull out on you? They start pulling out your Lauren Hill. The first they thing you pulling, can think of. That's what I'm saying. And, it's, and listen, the what I didn't like about this list is that I felt like this was the most mainstream we've ever gone. I felt like this was the less lyric. I thought that that's, that is that's what it. we were supposed yeah, to be yeah. doing. Uh-huh. But me, I'm telling you my personal feelings. My personal feelings about the list is it, we were more mainstream than I would like to be. It was less lyrical uh, minded than I would like it to be. Everybody on there is a great lyricist, by the way. Um, left to my own devices, my own devices, it would be more lyrical of, of a lyrical skill set thing. And I think, you know, our list. But that's easy for us. That's, that's why. I, and I think and I think our list. Uh, uh, Crane and I I think our list Would probably be similar If it was just based on that yeah. But 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 the, the question you have to ask yourself Again Is the criteria this, You can disagree with the criteria But When you place that cri- That criteria on the table And ask yourself Who does the non-hip hop head person Think of first If it's a non-hip hop head thing In the 90s in, in the in the 90s Right now I don't think about Lauren or Queen Latifah Because it's 2017 yeah well but in 99 or 98 when you thought of female mcs or if, if you're not if you're just a person who never heard hip-hop you were probably musically you're probably gonna say lauren hill okay now, based on movies and stuff you're gonna say queen latifah hold on, before you there go, was there was hold on before you go let me speak to your raekwon argument no, no, that's what this is. This is perfect for the next thing because okay. I'm about to say something. Okay, else, go ahead, go ahead. That um, I, I was about to say that you know Lauren Hill is awesome, but I could have replaced her with Raekwon. I could have replaced her with Method Man. I could have replaced her with a lot of people. Even though Method Man is not a better rapper than Lauren Hill in terms of impact, you talking about impact and like all that type of man. Method Man, Method Man, Man in the age fucking well. '90s. 
he Method Man like, didn't holy. age well. That's why I didn't. See, Please, like, there's no go way back. you got to remember go back. Method Man. Let's in go the back 90s, and say this because what's impact. done is done now. I got when it came to the eighties, Joe made a statement about I, the eighties. I, I wasn't gonna take because I'm like, okay, what they're talking about with the Raekwon, I get it. You know, only built for Cuban links was. Hold on, wait, but before you say that, let me go talk about about the eighties right quick. Yeah, I personally wanted Curtis Blow on the eighties list. I got shut Basketball down for for other reasons, so I had to eat that one. But um, Raekwon, like we said, Raekwon, I don't think underground. Yes, Raekwon has a impact underground, but we're not. But Raekwon is more of a impact inside the confines of Wu Tang Clan than he is as a solo artist. But see, you think like a only built for Cuban links? Yeah, but it's an underground. That was the number one album in the country, but it's still an underground album. It was. it and has we, an underground feel, but that was a platinum selling success. Now that was not some. That was not some like, oh, this is really big in New York. That was that was it, man. Oh, oh, oh hold on, let me let me go and throw something out here. First of all, like I, the, the, uh, on the Queen Latifah thing, I would like to apologize for something. I was confusing Ladies First with Ladies Night, which I never liked. Ladies Night, um, I do like Ladies First. Um, ladies First was the truth. All right, so shout out to Queen. Yeah, on I was that. gonna say that. That's too, my shit. That's my night. yeah. I, I don't like that shit. I didn't like that shit. But I did like Ladies First by Queen Latifah. Black Fist up in there. Love Queen Latifah for that. <laughs> now, now, as I get into the actual, um, you know, Raekwon situation, uh, the situation with Raekwon and other members of the Wu-Tang Clan, the Wu had this whole situation that was a movement that was moving forward. But the Wu, even though they, you know, his record went gold and he sold 130,000 units on his fir- in his first week of coming out with Cuban Links, there was a situation. The South was not being permeated in the same way as the rest of the country. Also, some of the Midwest was not being. Oh, I get it. Was a, it became? And by the way, by the way, it did not go platinum immediately. It went platinum over time. Okay, so this was not the smashing over the top success. It was a success, and all the heads that were supposed to be listening, they were listening. And the Woo movement. Cause see, the good thing about Ray, like Ray, the Jizza, and Ghost. They were the they were the bullets out of the chamber of the Wu Tang Clan and Method Man. They were bullets out of the chamber of the Wu Tang Clan. All right, and they were a part of that whole Wu movement. Now, all of their albums were seminal, but they were a part of the Wu sound. That first wave that that not never those failed. were successful. Those were highly successful Hold albums. On. Though. The never fail albums. I mean, because I'm telling you, out the gate when the from the first Wu album. Okay, Everybody what we're talking about, what we're talking about, sales. Nas is on the list. Jay Z is on the list, and you know, let's let's be honest. Well, I'm not, not talking. No, how many put, records? How did many? We put Jay Z on. We didn't put Jay Z on the '90s list. He's not on the '90s list. We didn't put Eminem or yes, Jay, did we? Yes, yeah, Jay Z is on the list. Right? Jay Z is on the list. But see, I'm not talking I about sales. But see, think about Nas though. I know that. I know that. It's like a mixture of things. You're taking that into account. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm really going into what the South and impact, right? Yes, because see, the here's the thing. But how much of an impact? How much of an impact did Illmatic make in the South? You don't understand it, what I'm no, saying? Here's but the yes, thing. it's still no, there. No, now here's the thing. It hit at a certain time where it actually did have an impact in the South because at that time, the Illmatic no, yes, it. yes, it did. Let me tell you why. No, let me tell you okay, why. Let, let me say this, Fred. First of all, on that specific Illmatic conversation. Illmatic. No, um, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Jay Z made it. Eminem didn't. Jay Z came in at number seven. Mm-hmm. 
But Eminem did. But Illmatic did have an impact in the South. Now, before I was rudely interrupted by this goggled face motherfucker over here. This um, nigga been cracking jokes on us all. You know, I'm not going to even crack jokes. I'm just going to beat your ass when we get off the damn right. Man, end. you know I'm fucking playing, man. <laughs> <laughs> damn, man. Niggas can't take jokes, man. Shit. Don't fucking joke with me. Any goddamn way. <laughs> that nigga got mason jars for glasses, goddamn. Yes. That nigga can see my soul. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I have none. No, but what I was going to say, Illmatic didn't nobody outside of that goddamn New York didn't know, let me rephrase, let me widen the scope. Didn't, if you wasn't a hip hop head, you ain't like Illmatic. Let's just keep it real. That's not what I experienced in the Northern part Now, now, and I, and I feel you on that. So that's not But what we I, was in Detroit at the time. Niggas weren't bumping Illmatic. Niggas was not bumping Illmatic. Not be, that's because y'all was listening to the Dayton's family talking about y'all going through a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I listen. Let's keep it 100. Nigga, what was y'all you listening to? Y'all was listening to, what, what was you listening to in Chicago then? Or what was being listened to in Chicago? Actually, Illmatic actually permeated. That's why I said no, I don't man, understand. I don't believe. Oh, bro. Yes. Yes, Illmatic Listen, is Ill- a great album. You, you were listening to, to Illmatic. No, I'm no. saying you were listening Mm-mm. to Illmatic. No, that nigga. The, the, the rest of what was the rest of Chicago listening to? Fucking, fucking do it, die. No, that shit went out. <laughs> do you it, had die. Psychodrama and all them dudes on the side. But the thing is, let me say no, this: I'm gonna cut you off. Chicago listens to a lot of motherfucking New York hip hop. Let's not front on that. Well, I, I first of all, I can't dispute. Because I've never been to Chicago, so I can't dispute they do that. Chicago Fred over yeah. there. I can't do that. But from my experience, and my experience is different than yours, yeah. and I think Crane, Lawrence G, and I have the same they experience. Alabama, man. They wouldn't listen to nothing. As great <laughs> as Illmatic was, as great as Illmatic was. the crickets and cuss words. As great as Illmatic was. <laughs> as great as Illmatic was, that shit didn't bubble outside of the hip-hop head's world until years later. That but, shit yeah, was a, but, yeah. so... To piggyback on Crane's point, if we're going by lyrics and impact, then in the 90s, the only thing Nas had was lyrics. Because in the 90s, when that album came out, it had no impact outside of the heads. Whereas we put Snoop on that list. No. We put Snoop on the list and he had impact outside of the heads. So so if it's based on impact. Impact and lyrics. Then Crane no. has a point, but here you go. Here I you just go. want to let y'all know that go. nigga Fred Freeze is raising his hand. So right. here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yes. But here you go. Me. Let me say this. Yeah. So Crane has a point about Nas because in the 90s, he didn't have a huge impact outside of the heads. Crane has a point about Queen Latifah. I disagree with that point, but he has a point. And he has a point about Ray, even though I still don't think his impact was big enough. So I, I, I legitimately hear what you're saying. But let me just say this. <laughs> I felt guilty about that list too Because I felt it was a little bit more impact heavy And less lyrics heavy But let me say this It is hard as fuck to make a top 10 All time hip hop motherfuckers list Using or looking through the scope of 2017 Because I mean, that, that's the point that you made me think of Because me, Joey Burnham When I'm putting these lists together I'm in 2017 trying to remember Criteria. Trying right. to remember how I felt when the albums came out And I forgot that in the 90s, I ain't know shit about Nas. So I'm making this list based on the accolades I know now, not on the accolades and truth of the time Nas came out. And if you were in the 90s and we made the same list, Nas would not be on the list. 
But no, not for impact and lyrics. Hold lyrics, on. yes, but not impact. No, that's what I was about to say. Because he didn't get the Illmatic impact until way after. Yeah, Illmatic, Illmatic was not a good selling album. As what? a matter of oh, fact, um, AZ's AZ's though a die actually sold more than Illmatic. But but here's we the, probably and we're not gonna do this, but to include everybody, really it needs to be top fifteen, top twenty to include everybody. We try to do. Uh, nah. Bonuses and we try to do yeah. honorable mentions. We got we got but two see, honorable mentions. I think, but see, I think there's a, there's something but being missed 10, here. There's something being missed here. Like actually, I got the Billboard on that on on uh, Illmatic. Uh, Illmatic actually did I right at its time period. It was actually was going gold pretty quickly. Right. And yeah. because of the Michael Jackson, nope, because of the Michael Jackson song, and because of whose world is this. And let's go ahead and take another look at something else. But no, hold on, let me. Finish. But in, around the same so, time, though, in 1994, like but when, when did is, when did Tupac come no, out? Now here's the thing. But that don't that listen. We're comparing it to you know. What I, I'm saying? I know, but see, the thing is, people were purchasing that album too because this is what this is what happened at that time in hip hop. Lyricism was still respected. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was a time when the South itself still gave a damn and wanted to rap like. UGK, A-Ball and MJG, all these other guys, the dance shit hadn't totally took over. You had like, you had like, um, uh, what's his name? Luke and all them. You had Luke, doing you thing. had Raheem the yeah. Dream. But, but, and, but, but, but at that, but you still had guys, they were looking to New York and they were looking to places like that. You had the fucking Source Magazine, which Nas had fucking made the cover of. Anything to hide, what do, what do black in, people in, do? In the grand scheme no, of, in the grand scheme of hip hop, in the grand what, scheme of hip hop, what, what, what do you mean? Well, I'm saying, what do black people do? If they put it on the source and somebody say it's hot, every motherfucker you know is gonna carry that shit in their car and they gonna walk. I still remember in school people walking around saying, "Man, have you heard that Nas?" Because they don't even listen to rap. Yeah, and I'm sitting no, there, no, I'm, no. Look, was, I'm looking at them. I like, know that there is an impact. I'm like, bro, what do you know about Nas? And they like, you I'm know, saying that in Colbert County, you, know, you guys were unique. I'm giving you credit, well, no, but I mean, everywhere even, else, even in, even I was seen as a weirdo. Well, see, you know like, what I mean. This is our way, bro. Well, okay. if they disrespect, they gonna pay. You gotta understand that. <laughs> I, I learned that. If you, if I was to disrespect over there, I'm going to pay. I, I got that. In the grand scheme, now, in the grand scheme of hip hop, um, if you look at a hip hop album, wouldn't you say, wouldn't you probably say that only, only built for Cuban Link or Miseducation Lauryn Hill, which one is going to be the most impactful album in the grand scheme of hip hop? Well, now see, that's that's if I'm talking a whole other thing. If I'm talking that from a hip hop head standpoint. You got to go with only Bill. Exactly. You got to go with only Bill. It's only gonna, yeah. because of the mafioso. But the thing is, if I'm talking about that's going to reach outside of hip hop, it's going to have a a long reach. Lauren Hill wins. But if I say inside of hip hop, technically with his mafioso rap style and his esoteric rhyming, that's for hip hop heads. Because you got to remember again, like I told you, while I was listening to Rakim, they were listening to Raheem, no, Raekwon, they were listening to Raheem the Dream. That's right. You feel me? And but Nas. Nas did something. He carried on the legacy forward also of Cool G Rap. You see what I'm saying? And the mafioso stuff. And he had his revolutionary length. And he had that R&B sways feel to it. You know what I'm saying? He came in with that R&B feel. And he was Mr. Everywhere. Because he was sitting back and everybody wanted to play that. You know, whose world is this? The world is mine. Yeah. The world. Now, and that, so now, that now came in. This, you, know, right? you have to ask yourself. What does impact mean? Yep. And for me, impact means it touches hip hop heads yep. and non hip hop heads. And that's what that, I'm telling you, that's what that deal I think the and 90s and the hip Now listen, now right, listen. Go ahead, go ahead. Women now, singing Nas stuff. Now the hip hop like, heads, we're all hip hop heads. Impact means it touches hip hop heads and non hip hop heads. So 
hip hop heads love Queen Latifah and Lauren. We listen to the two of them both at the same time. Exactly. But what are the nine hip hop heads listening to? Exactly. Most likely is going to be a Lauren Hill album. That doesn't mean she's better or worse. That just means something about her music went beyond and past just hip hop heads. Everybody on that list went past the ears of hip hop heads. I even got something. Raekwon, Raekwon, was Fred, just I'm gonna listened let you, to by Hayes. Fred, I'm going to let you wrap that up, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into this list. So. I'm, I'm, yeah, and okay. Now, I'm, now, if we change the criteria, then, then hell I'm going to let yeah. you go ahead and get your the word in. After Fred, Fred had the last word on that, and then we'll right. jump into this list. Last word. You better make it good. It's going to be raw over here. It's hot. That's the shit I like to hear. I, uh, I also had an issue. I don't think anybody in this whole room is going to agree with me on this shit, but that's okay. Jonathan agrees with me. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, let me let me say uh, <laughs> that's funny as hell. Yeah, call him. Go ahead, call him. Go ahead, call Jonathan. He's trying. He's trying to kill anyway, him. Uh, yeah, like you had. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you had Ice Cube six. Yeah, bro. Bro, look at top five. Six. Look at top five. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, numerological orders do not matter. yeah. I was like, um, let me say that Scarface. Is um face mob in the house. The my my first the first hip hop song I ever liked was my mind's playing tricks on me. So obviously I love Scarface. Yes. But in the nineties, and you're talking about somebody who touches everybody. See, I, that's what I do. I take what you say and then I use it. But see you but you but <laughs> I turn it around, no, no, I think that's a pretty good my point, my friend, because you just no, said face you mob. just said and you just said face that mob. impact like yes. It touches everyone. Face mom. And Scarface did not touch everybody. Yes, he in the did. 90s. He did not touch beyond yeah. the heads and no, hip-hop. no. He did not. Come bro, on. Uh, There's uh, no, no way. I love uh, Scarface. It's my first song man, in hip hop I ever liked. From his Billboard stats and to the over to Ice Cube mentioned. though, over Ice Cube. There's no way. You no know way. why? You, you know why? You know why Scarface touched more than Ice Cube because of the controversy that Ice Cube's lyrics got him into. Yeah. That's why. Okay, let me say that. My, my, my favorite rapper over, he's, he may be my, my, I may like Scarface more than Ice Cube, but Ice Cube should be over Scarface and also, in I the think 90s. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, I think I got voted out on that order too. Yeah. I think my that. My dog, you're rich. I think that I had Scarface at six and I had Cube at five, and I think I got voted out of that position. If I'm, if I'm, so talk to those two guys. I can see that. Um, I can see that. I can see Cube being above Scarface. Well, see, no, I, I gave I gave it to Scarface number one because of the consistency of album. Number two, you know what I'm saying? Number two, because I Scott, I, 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 first, I, first three or four, two, and Fred first got two. Fred got the last that. word on this before we yeah, move on. Let's so. stop that. First two Ice Cube albums. After that, you just hanging on. Like after that, I let Common happen. But uh, was it good this that's on one of those two <laughs> like i say so you see what i'm saying like but anyway uh what i was saying is i'm gonna end on this note the other day i heard two young men talking about the, and these are young men of now about their top five this is after we didn't did the list you know who they said was a top three no they said tupac notorious big and nas these two young men were born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. 
Okay. So that's what I'm saying about Nas's read. That's why I'm saying like some of these people, like they they've reached beyond. And the last thing I'll say about Scarface, Scarface brought that now, whole depressive. And let me add on to what you're saying. Hood dude. Let me add on to what you were saying. I don't know these young men, but I'm assuming yes. they're not the typical head. No, they're not. If you were not them, at all, if you ask them, to, they okay, look like Liliati. Now, if you ask them, okay, name seven more artists. They're not gonna say Rick man. Ron. They act, they act, yeah. They're yeah. not gonna say yeah. Queen Latifah. Yeah, hey. they're gonna say Lauren Hill. They did mention Lauren Hill. They mentioned Lauren Hill and Andre Three Thousand and people like right. that. Okay, so leaving that where it is on the table, you no. guys feel how you feel about it. The list is what it is. Which it's out. I feel guilty about the list too because I felt it should have been more lyrical. <laughs> so it's out. So let's move on to the two thousands. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> it's out, man. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing easy about doing this. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is a Fourth Coast Media production, produced by Lawrence Tremell and recorded at the Fourth Coast Studios. This. Is a fourth coast media production. Fourth coast?